Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and mini skirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. Hey, hey, sister. Welcome to the She Podcast. If this is your first time tuning in. And if it is not your first time tuning in, then welcome back, my friend. It is so good to have you here. Thank you for tuning in. I just have to say every single time that you tune in and share with your friends, it helps the show grow. It helps me show up here every single week. It helps me come up with new content. It supports the show. So I just want to thank you for being a part of my community. It means the absolute world. So before we dive into this episode, I want to tell you about my friend Audrey. Audrey Roloff is a good friend of mine. We met about a year ago and a little over a year ago actually in person. We've been online friends way longer than that. (laughs) Um, And she is incredible. And we I'm just so thankful for her support and her love and her encouragement in my life. And I think she's going to encourage and challenge you as well. So before we even dive into all the amazing content and all the advice and tips and ideas and inspiration that she has for you, I'm going to tell you a little bit about her. Audrey Roloff is passionate about motivating women to always believe in the more that is within them. She spreads this message through her devotionals, Always More Clothing Line, and blogs on life, faith, marriage, and motherhood. Audrey is the co-founder of Beating50Percent.com, a marriage blog with her husband, Jeremy, also a friend of ours. (laughs) The couple also hosts the top-rated behind-the-scenes podcast. She was the captain of the Oregon State Cross Country and Track Team, where she earned a degree in marketing and entrepreneurship. She's an eight on the Enneagram. Mom to Ember, who is easily one of the cutest toddlers I know. She drinks her coffee beige, loves all things floral, and the Pacific Northwest. And I think it's worth noting that Audrey and I have spent the last year and a half writing our books side by side. My book comes out next month. Her book literally just came out yesterday, so you're going to want to check that out. It's called The Love Letter Life. If you need a little encouragement in dating intentionally and loving faithfully and pursuing in your relationship or just in your dating love life or lack thereof, trust me, you need to read this book. And it's been really, really fun for us because we've kind of gotten to co-write our books together. Uh, A lot of times we would text each other like, is this happening for you? Is this normal? Oh my gosh, I don't know what to say in this chapter. Or Oh my gosh, I'm so nervous for launch. So we've gotten to do that together. And I think in this episode, a lot of our camaraderie comes through. And I just hope it encourages you to really run alongside those people that, you know, are doing similar things to you in as many ways as possible. It's so fun to cheer each other on. And I I just absolutely love this gal, and I think you're going to love her as much as I do. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Audrey Roloff. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley.
Hey, Aj, thanks for being on, my friend. Absolutely. I'm so excited. This is really fun. I feel like we're actually just getting to hang, but I kind of miss you guys. I feel like it's been a long time. And to get through all the things that we both have coming up this spring, I feel like we've been tag teaming this experience of, well, writing a book, thinking of a book, writing a book, launching a book, all those things we've been kind of going back in tandem on, I feel like. Seriously, like our lives are so congruent. It's stupid. (laughs) Parallel universe. It's kind of crazy. I know. Oh my gosh. Speaking of that, I am super stoked to have you on the podcast. I know we've been talking about doing this since we since we launched the podcast. I know. (laughs) And And same with us getting you on ours. We're gonna and it's hilarious because we're record these in the same week the same week I know I'm like just like us not even shocked but I think it's great it works out really well and timeline of it is perfect I you know wasn't really sure because there's so many things you and I talk about on like a weekly basis and I'm like holy cow we could talk about so many things but with your book coming up and just kind of the focus of you know all that you guys have written about and shared with the world I figured I feel like the best thing we can do is you know, maybe just have a conversation about how do we really stop settling or how can, you know, a listener stop settling for convenient relationships or for convenience Mm, in her relationship? Because I think that can be kind of two different things. Um, And really how to pursue, you know, your book's called A Love Letter Life. And so I was like, well, let's talk about how we even do that. Um, But, you know, there's a lot of people listening that may not know a whole lot of your story. So I feel like maybe the best place to start would be just share a little bit on, you know, how you started doing what you do now, kind of starting a little bit with maybe Little People Big Worlds and kind of what it was like transitioning from that into, you know, the season that you're currently in. Yes. Yeah. So, um, you know, I guess I would say most of the people that follow me, although it's transitioning a little bit now, but um, most of the people that follow me in the online space, um, have followed me from uh, a TV show that my husband and I were on that my husband actually grew up on for I think I think it was 17 years when we stopped so we just actually stepped away from it (laughs) yeah it's insane um but we did that um together for about five years and just recently stepped away in the past year to sort of pursue things like this book. But um, yeah, so that's kind of our background there. And we started a newlyweds marriage ministry out of that with um, a blog and self-published a devotional and sort of do a lot of, you know, similar to you, Jordan, dabbling in the online space Mm -hmm. and entrepreneurial things. Um, And then Uh, My husband and I launched a clothing line together based off of my like life mantra mission, always more. So we do that. And then now we're stepping into the traditionally published space. And this is our first book, A Love Letter Life. And we are so excited and so nervous. Uh, (laughs) I totally understand. Every emotion on the planet. Uh, But it's also been so far already. It's not even out yet, but like it's been the most rewarding um, just like so much work and time and energy mm-hmm. went into this and it was so fun that we got to share in it together and literally that we get to relive our love story through the writing of this book and it's such a special thing that we have been so grateful for the opportunity to do so mm-hmm. that's what we're doing now and we have a podcast and you know lots of different things but um, just a few things big focus <laughs> right now is the book and we're trying to keep our blinders on from some of the other things we have going on so we can sort of um finish and start so to speak strong Mm -hmm. with this whole launch so yeah absolutely and you're not you know you're 
not um, exaggerating when you say you've got a lot going on because you really do. And I totally <laughs> resonate with that. I'm like, it's almost like yes. you're carrying so many things and just like, okay, let's hope the plates don't fall and <laughs> figure out. Oh, but it's been really fun. I will say to anyone listening and just also to encourage you, you know, the last, the first time I think we spent time together, it was like, you guys still had a lot going on, but there was like zero clarity yeah. or direction of like, what do I, where do we, what's our real focus? And it's been it's- really fun in the last year to see a lot of that kind of come together Mm -hmm. and really see how that's taken a lot of shape and really kind of surrounded and even in this book but anyways with what you were sharing I feel like it'd be important for everyone to know a little bit I mean obviously I don't want to spoil the book but kind of speak (laughs) into a little bit with the love story with Jeremy because you guys are great and I just know that that book's gonna bless so many who are either waiting on their love story or trying to be intentional in their love story but kind of what's the like spark notes version of you know that and the lost art of a love letter and having a love story right Mm, yes yeah well the sparks notice of how we met is we basically were set up by friends on a blind date before church and we um went on this blind date we both had gone to the same church um but they were planting a church and so we were going to the opening service together and neither of us had ever been on a blind date before we both almost bailed but for some reason, by the grace of God, um, we trusted our friends enough to say yes. And we were going to church anyways. So we went and Sparks Notes flash forward two years later. Jeremy pursued me very patiently during those two years. And we didn't really start actually dating um, like in a committed dating relationship. I know that word dating kind of get thrown, thrown, gets thrown around and has lots of different meaning. But um we sort of stepped into the boyfriend girlfriend label 10 days before Jeremy decided to go to film school in Santa Barbara, California. And I was going to school, um, state school at Oregon state. So we would now be separated by 900 miles of long distance. Mm -hmm. And so we did three years of long distance. And during that time we knew that, um, we just really both Jeremy and I wanted to have a love story that wasn't marked by, phone calls and text messages and Skype calls like we wanted more than that and so um letters seemed like the perfect thing to us to just be able to express the intention and effort and thoughtfulness and patience that we wanted our love story to reflect and so that is what we chose to do so Jeremy handed me my first letter the day that he drove his Volkswagen bus off down the gravel driveway to Santa Barbara California and I opened it after he left and he told me in the letter to write back to him to his new address there. And so we started the process of writing letters back and forth to each other for three years. And then we basically ended our long distance relationship in marriage. Um, we got married one month after Jeremy graduated college and then moved to the big bad city of Los Angeles and started <laughs> our newlywed life there, which is crazy. Um, but the book talks a lot about just like how, um, long distance prepared us for that and for marriage and how we prepared for marriage. Um, and one of the things that we're super passionate about is helping other people spend, helping and inspiring people to spend more time preparing for their marriage than their wedding day. Cause mm-hmm. I think we can get so caught up in wedding that we forget to prepare for and plan for our marriage. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the huge hearts behind this book um, is to just help people and give them the tools to do that. And hopefully they can learn from our story and our struggles and failures, but also the things that, um, we were grateful to have known through mentors and the things that we are glad that we did, um, that did prepare us. So 
Mm. Yeah, we still write letters to each other today. We write letters to each other every year on our anniversary. And then we seal them up and read them on like the next year's anniversary. Oh, that's a good um, idea. I didn't know y'all did that. Yeah. Yeah. We've been doing it since our honeymoon. So it's just kind of like a fun way to still chronicalize the growth of our love and to still do the practice of letter writing. And now we write letters to our daughter. And hmm. um, so letters have still, they still play a big part in our life, even though we're not doing long distance. And um, we just believe in the power of writing things down and speaking truths and affirmations and praises over the person you love and handing it to them. Like there's so much power in that. Mm-hmm. So, so true. Yeah. It doesn't get lost that way. You know, I just, right. it's, one of those it's again it's that lost art but I what's so fun is that through the letters it's like your love story has been written down without ever intending yeah. like oh we're gonna document our love story but that's kind of what happens because you talk about the certain things happening in that season or the way that you felt or the experiences that you shared mm. or the memories yeah. you had from that year so it's like it really does like not only serve the other person but document the love story the love story itself which yes. I don't know it's genius yes. I don't know I just I absolutely love it <laughs> um but I want to yes. park into yeah. the to the long distance thing for a second because I've been wanting yeah. to talk about about this on the show for a while and this is the perfect mm. opportunity to talk about it because so many girls reach out they're like SOS how did you handle long distance I mean Matt and I did long distance for the majority of our engagement I feel like um yeah and so yeah. with him playing football and me kind of working at home yeah. and you know wrapping up school and different things that I was doing um we had that as well but in a different capacity we didn't do as many letters or anything like that I think we might have wrote, wrote each other like two letters one letter <laughs> So it wasn't really the focus of our relationship, but I do love that. And I know I get so many questions about, you know, how can you do long distance well, which I think writing the letters is clearly showing thoughtfulness and, you know, um, intentionality. But kind of following that question up, something that was asked alongside how do you do long distance well was how do you argue well or like what how do you Mm, handle when you are in two different spaces and you have to resolve a problem or an issue or a miscommunication how can you do that thoughtfully and intentionally rather than just you know hanging up the phone on each other and then not talking for three days or whatever can happen yeah any thoughts on that yes yeah yeah so the first to answer the first question just long distance in general um I definitely have some things to say about arguing well through long distance too, because we had a lot of that. But uh, one thing that I always like to encourage people that are in long distance relationship, this is just, you know, take it or leave it. It's not gospel, but this is something that we discovered early in our relationship and we found that it worked for us well. Um, is in the beginning, we were all like, you know, we wanted, we knew we wanted to commit to letters and then we wanted to also like have scheduled Skype dates where we could see each other's faces and Mm -hmm. scheduled times to talk on the phone. And we wanted to text every day. And then like about two months in, we were like, we were so frustrated with how often we had to bail on each other because Mm -hmm. something would come up in each other's lives because we're living separate lives essentially. And so, and then we were in college on top of it also, of course, you're really busy. And I was a division one athlete and Jeremy was like working also alongside doing school. And so we were just crazy busy and also wanted to spend time with our friends and community and Mm -hmm. be freed up to go to the basketball game or whatever it was and not sit in your room on your phone, Mm -hmm. talking to your boyfriend. And so I always say like, for us, we realized that it was so much better to have less frequent conversations that held more quality and depth and were like longer than just talking every day. Because Mm -hmm. what would happen is we'd get on the phone to talk and we'd have nothing to talk about because we weren't going and living our lives to then have things to talk about because we were giving up doing things to spend time talking on the phone. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. But like, we just like decided, you know what, like, let's go do the things, let's go live our lives. And then 
have things to talk about on the phone so we're not frustrated with like because the next thing you know we'd get in a conversation and one of us would like feel like our relationship was dying or something because <laughs> yeah. we didn't have anything to say right or you had you were searching this, for like, like meat or feeling or yes. emotion yeah absolutely. Yes. and so like when we went out and lived our life and went a little bit longer without talking and that's where letters came in too is like this like delayed gratification of what's going on in each other's lives and the anticipation the anticipation around that uh, but that's one thing that really helped us and then also like finding something to share in because I think one of the most frustrating things for us with long distance was that we didn't get to share life and do life together mm-hmm. and it was so hard trying to relay like I met this friend today or I did this, I experienced this thing today or whatever Mm -hmm. it was. And having to just like retell that on the phone just was so frustrating. And so for Jar and I, one of the things that we did, um, like we would listen to the same podcast together or we would read the same book together. So we would have something that we were sharing in, even though we weren't getting to share life. Mm -hmm. But it was then another thing that we got to talk about, um, but also just like we talk about this concept in our book, it's called the principle of sharing. We stole it from our favorite book. Um, but it's essentially like, you know, if the person that you love, loves something, there must be something to love about it. And so like we would try to read books that the other person loved because there must be something to love about it or listen to podcasts that the other person loved or, you know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. but finding something to share in and that have, you can yeah. share. in even when you're long distance, even if it's like, let's both make the same meal and sit on Skype and eat it together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, I mean, don't yeah, know. but then there's a shared experience, even if you're not yes. in the same room. And that gives yes. you, again, something fruitful and productive to talk about. Because I think one of the biggest, right. at least I found in my relationship, wait, hang on, side note, is the favorite book Severe Mercy or are you talking about something else? Yes, Severe oh, Mercy. We talk read, about it all the day So long. when we were in <laughs> Portland last year, Audrey and Jeremy gave us that book to read and both Matt and I loved it. Anyways, <laughs> side note. So um, but yeah, like what you were saying, just that shared experience and creating that together because at least in my relationship, both long distance and not long distance, you know, Matt and I have found that like when we're not making forward progress on something productive or talking about something fruitful and life-giving and that, you know, it's interesting to us both, you're much more likely to find things to nitpick at or to complain about or anything like that and it's just mm-hmm. like that's where the like even further division comes when you already kind of feel a little bit divided and isolated as much as you don't try to be just because you're living mm-hmm. separate lives if you're in long distance and then even when you're in, yeah you know it's funny because after Matt and I got married I thought like cool long distance is over we got this like we survived <laughs> and then you know I don't know 10 months into marriage or something he ended up taking a seasonal job just because he was in the process of kind of transitioning out of his NFL training and things like that and trying to figure out where he wanted to land but he had to go work in Detroit which was like six hours away and he like basically lived there for like six or seven weeks or something so crazy and I was like oh okay like cool I thought long distance was over it's not you know and so Ugh. you know it's like that can I mean military wives like there's so many women who experience that both in their right. marriage and out of their marriage and so having actual tangibles and ways to have fruitful conversation and still experience life together in some capacity is so critical because even in that Mm. short stint of time that we had that um it taught me so much about patience and finding intentional ways to pursue one another and on top of that you know I think it also taught me that even when you're in person there can be a distance between you if you're not intentional would you agree with that yeah we always say like we long distance teaches you to over communicate which like Mm. obviously everyone says you know communication 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 in your marriage biggest thing it's Mm -hmm. like the thing you know and long distance you have to over communicate because you can't see the person's face. You don't know their emotions. And I mean, at the time 
I'm interested now to talk to people that are in long distance relationships now because there's just already so many more tools than there was when we did long distance. Yeah, yeah, and same. even just like audio message. I mean, Jordan, you know me. I, <laughs> audio message we go back and forth every day. <laughs> and like, so many I, audio like, messages. It's great. Yes, but like being able to send, like going back, that mm-hmm. wasn't a thing. So yep. when I wanted to, when I was texting Jeremy, you know, I had to like, I had to express my feelings and articulate them in words in a text mm-hmm. message and over communicate mm-hmm. so he could really like get what I was saying and not read into it wrong. And same with him. He, and I think it was really good um, learning practice for him because guys just tend to be not as natural. <laughs> yeah. The good, good at communicating and expressing their feelings. And so um, I think like now just being able to have like audio message and actually being able to hear tone of voice and those kinds of things, like it's just the tools and resources are mm-hmm. so much more abundant, but um, yeah, I mean, long distance taught us so much that helped us prepare for marriage. I mean, just having to be extra intentional about everything because mm-hmm. we weren't together and we couldn't bank on time together. We had to go out of our way to pursue opportunities to love each other while being apart. And so we've still, that's really honestly like carried out into our relationship. Like, you know, we still write each other letters. We still write each other notes. There's still things that we do that I think um, are so much part of it. Just like, you know, the first three years of our love story or even five years before we were actually dating, but like, we're so much a reflection of this like extra intention. And so we just carried that into our marriage. And I think it's been such a blessing, mm-hmm. even though at the time I'm like, curse you long distance. Yeah, I just want to totally. be better. But like, it really did like help to prepare us so much. And we're seeing the fruit of that now and, and grateful for it. Mm-hmm. Sorry to interrupt this episode, but I am just popping in to say we are officially, officially, officially <laughs> less than six weeks out from the release of Own Your Everyday. Can you believe it? Oh my gosh, I don't know if it seems this crazy for you because you've probably just started hearing about this a couple weeks ago, but for your girl, it's a big deal. This has been a long process to say the least, and we are now just under six weeks away. If you have not pre-ordered the book yet, I would love if you would do that. And if you do, take a screenshot, tag me, Put it on your Instagram story. Tag me. Let me know. I want to thank you. It means the absolute world. And when you pre-order, you get some awesome bonuses like a coaching program with me. I am walking you through how to identify your best ideas, how to prioritize your passions and your projects, not just when it comes to your career, but also just in your life. You also get access to a secret podcast episode with me. Um, And in that episode, I am sharing all the behind the scenes details about the crazy process that was the making of this book. You get 20% off a SoulScript shop item or resource like the She Refined Project or my college devotional or something else that you might have been wanting. And then the last thing you get when you pre-order is early access to the book. You can start reading right away. You get access to the first two chapters plus the intro. So if you pre-order, you get all those bonuses and I would love for you to share on your social media when you pre-order so I can see it and thank you. I would love if you share with your friends, literally you guys, as you talk about this book, as you pre-order it, as you share about it, that is what takes this book to where it's going to go. So thank you, thank you, thank you for anything you've done to share or to pre-order or to support it. It means the absolute world. Less than six weeks, May 14th. We're coming in hot. We're just getting started. Thanks for your support. I cannot wait to get this in your hands. Thank you. 
Thank you to Grove for sponsoring this episode. Grove is one of my favorite brands for non-toxic cleaning and household products. And what I'm super excited about is that spring is finally here. The weather starts to clear and we can finally get outside. But that can also mean a little bit of mess and it's not all that fun to clean it up. Whether it's a trail of muddy paw prints from the dog or a pile of dishes from our first meal outside, nothing cleans my house like the spring scents from Grove. Grove makes healthier home products accessible and affordable. Over half a million families shop Grove.co for non-toxic dish soap, plant-based skincare, and tree-free bath tissue. Grove makes it easy to find the best natural, eco-friendly products online and delivers them straight to your door so you can make better choices for your family with just one click. Everything available at Grove is healthier for you and the planet, and it really works, which is kind of the whole point, right? Grove delivers natural brands you love, like Mrs. Meyers, 7th Generation, Burt's Bees, and Grove, straight to your doorstep. I recently got the Spring Scents for the multi-surface spray or the counter cleaner, and it's absolutely one of my favorites. Our kitchen smells glorious. (laughs) There's an exclusive Mrs. Meyers offer from Grove, and I want to tell you about it before it runs out. So you basically just need to select your favorite spring scents like peony, lilac, or mint, and then new customers will get a free cleaning set in these limited edition scents when you place your first order of $20. Try Grove right now before the exclusive spring offer runs out. For a limited time, my listeners get a three-piece cleaning set from Mrs. Meyer's Spring Scents, a free 60-day VIP membership to Grove, and a surprise bonus gift just for you when you sign up and place an order of $20 or more. Check out Grove and our special offer at grove.co slash she. That's grove.co slash she. So good. I completely resonate with that. And I think talking about just the whole still staying kind of here on long distance, just because I think it is such a pain point, but such a, it's almost like so refining. You can't go through yeah. refining like without a little fire, I think. Um, yes. Which fire is a big part of y'all's story. I don't know if you want to share about that. I know that's going to come through yeah. the book, but the campfire. Um, but okay, question, actual question it would be, yes. so knowing that, you know, you guys had this part of your relationship that was long distance, you learned these creative ways. Um, I also love just the element of whether you had, I mean, like you said, you had different tools, just as silly as it is. It's like even five, six years ago, like audio text wasn't a thing. Um, right. And you know, having to write out things. I don't know about you, but with that, I feel like that helps you as a woman. It helps me as it helps me as a woman. And even when I get really frustrated, it helps me to write down where I'm at because it helps me get to the root of why I feel the way I feel rather than just telling like word vomiting and telling Matt how I feel. Cause I think as women sometimes are like, our hearts are so big that our tendency can sometimes be, this is how I feel. This is what you did. This is what's wrong. You know, instead Mm -hmm. of like actually getting to the why, cause if you can actually get to the root of it and say, this happened, then this happened, then this happened. And all these things added up in addition to this experience that I've had, or this background that I was raised in or whatever has created this trigger for me or has created this frustration point for me or whatever. And I think they can, they can digest that more. I don't know if you would say that that helped at all when it comes to, like you said, communicating the actual problem, not just the feeling. Yeah, absolutely. Writing things down, huge, huge, huge. I mean, I've been like a big time journaler my whole life too. So like that was a big part of like, I have prayers written out for Jeremy. And then Mm -hmm. like, even now into our marriage, like just writing down uh, like one thing that like I have found to be like a really helpful practice, not, you know, just life in general, not even specific to relationships, but just like when I'm really struggling with something or going through a hard time or whatever, just like writing down my questions Mm -hmm. to God and Mm -hmm. just being like, just writing them down. Like 
like word vomiting my questions on a paper, I find that like, I will actually find answers to those questions in the process of writing down just like a boatload of questions because I'm realizing like what kind of questions I'm asking. And then I ask one and it leads to another. And then I'm realizing why, why am I asking that question? And what is that rooted in? Like you said, Jordan, and like just the process of asking questions, like God has met me there so faithfully so many times in my life, just by literally sitting down with a pen and paper and like listing them out. I know it sounds so simple, but it's just, helped when it comes to you know so many different things in my in my life not just in my marriage or my relationship or whatever but um, same for yes, me being a words girl <laughs> being a yes, words person right. it's like processing through words is so helpful so I 100 mm-hmm. agree um okay with that I'm curious how would you suggest or what would be your piece of advice for someone wanting you know to learn a little bit and be very intentional about transitioning from a long distance engagement. Cause that's something I did. So I'm curious what you'd say yeah. um, into marriage. Like, do you have any thoughts on that making that transition? Cause transition can be such a hard thing. Yeah. Did you guys have times together like when you were planning, like, did you have weekends together leading up to that during, in your engagement? Some, it was, it was a little tough, um, during, cause in the summer he was in camp, um, like preseason camp. But then once he got released, we had like two weeks before, but then prior to the summer, like four months before we got married, we had a little, like we had some where we okay. met with the guy, with the pastor who married us and his wife. So we got some of that, but then it was like those critical, like three, four months before we weren't able to do that as much, unfortunately, but we did have a few weekends together throughout that summer. Yeah, because we had, I mean, I would say like that was it, whatever you can do to at least get some time, like budget for that plane ticket or whatever it is, just so you can at least have some time together. You know, I don't know. I feel like for me, that was what was kept me sane during those times is like I knew I was going to have two weekends with Jeremy during that long distance engagement process. And we actually had one week in there, too, but it was like four months before our wedding. Um but like there, and then he actually graduated a month before we got married or a couple of weeks before we got married. So then we had those couple of weeks together too. But like those things, those moments kept me sane because mm-hmm. we had, we had the opportunity to FaceTime, talk about things, plan things, you know, go search for our apartment together, join our bank account, yep. like logistical things, but also um, have good conversations. And one thing that I encourage people during that time, whether you're long distance or not, but is to just set aside time where you're not going to talk about hard things, where you're not going to talk about wedding planning, where you're not going to talk about like these big, scary, looming details and decisions, because you need to remember during that season of engagement, or at least I needed to remember to just play together and enjoy each other and laugh together. And I think we got so just like, caught up in like the planning and the preparing and like having these really hard conversations and premarital counseling and then having these hard conversations with our family and then mm-hmm. and then our wedding being televised adding an element of stress and then we're moving and we're trying to get jobs and like there's so much stress and decision making in that season of life that's just it can be overwhelming and like for Jer and I we actually we tell this story in the book but one of the weekends that we were together you know precious time that we had before we got married together and I wanted to talk about like where we're at with the wedding planning and where we're at with decisions. And Jer's like, I just want to go to the beach and hang out and play with you and like enjoy time together because we haven't enjoyed time together in a long time. And it caused this fight because we both had different expectations about how the day was going to go. But I think had we been more intentional about like setting aside some time to just 
be and play together. And like, we've even learned this in our marriage relationship. Like we've learned that date night can't be a night that we always talk about these big, looming, deep, scary things. Like we just need, it's our time to play together. Right. It's our time when we have the babysitting, like let's actually have fun and not make these crazy life decisions or try not to like get in the weeds about like, you know, conflict resolution or whatever it might be because really this could be like the best medicine (laughs) so true so So true I think you're so right because Matt and I like there's so many things we do together a lot like you and Jer and yes it can be so easy to turn date night into like a brainstorming sesh or like a planning Mm -hmm. for next week or you know and it's like hang on this isn't the time to do that and he he's so much better about that like you said with Jer like I just want to hang same with Jer oh Um, they're the same in that regard (laughs) yeah sure yeah so (laughs) it's good we have our like Matt (laughs) my friend um she says that her husband is like the string to her balloon and Matt's like now calls himself that he's like I'm basically the string to your balloon (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like oh most accurate description I've ever heard but um <laughs> it's true it's so That's true hilarious. I love it okay speaking of engagement to marriage what would you say for any girl who's wondering like what should I know before actually tying the knot what do I need to know or ask or do before I say I do hmm. put you on the spot there <laughs> yeah, well I would say the first thing that comes to mind immediately is just like you're going to be saying I do every day for the rest of your life. Hmm. So, so um, have that perspective going into marriage because like, I always, I always describe it this way. Like, it's kind of like, <laughs> it's kind of like when you decide to follow Jesus and get saved or get baptized or whatever, like that's a momentary decision in your life, but you then choose to follow Jesus every single day for the rest of your life yeah. after that. And it's the same thing with your wedding day. Like, yes, that's a momentary decision of becoming one and proclaiming that promise to love in front of all your friends and family for the rest of your life. But you still make that choice every day. Like you have to live that out every day. And so like going into marriage with that just perspective of like, Mm -hmm. this is a daily choice. Like I daily get to choose to love Jeremy. And how can I do that in more creative, more fresh, more exciting, more intentional, more faithful ways mm-hmm. for the rest of my life? And and just having that perspective, um, would, that was just like the first thing that came to my mind. But like in terms of like more like, you know, specific things to do or that helped us like prepare for marriage or um, whatever, I would say like definitely premarital counseling for us was huge mm-hmm. a huge 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 help we talk in our book a lot about um we went through like it, this again comes from Mr. severe mercy our favorite book but um they did this thing called like the illumination of the past mm-hmm. and so jerry and i talk about this in our book too like we basically went through during our engagement season an illumination of the past of like um you know past relationships past hurts past struggles childhood things like just a lot of hard stuff that we needed to talk about and hadn't really like dealt with and honestly had never really worked out with another human being before. And so we call it illumination of the past so that we could then imagine for our future because Mm. we had to deal with some of these things from our past so that we were then able to clearly dream and envision our future together. Because if we didn't sit down and really talk about like, you know, how our families taught us to handle money and Mm -hmm. how our families taught us to handle conflict and how our families raised us to view whatever, then we wouldn't be able to like create our own vision for what finances look like and communication look like and raising children look like. And in the book, we give this example of like, it's a lot like chess. Sometimes you have to move backwards Mm -hmm. before you can move forwards, you know, and sometimes you have to sacrifice pieces in order to set yourself up for the next few moves. And so like that for us was 
one thing that really set us up for marriage was just like, I know it's hard and it's heavy lifting to go through that, like have that illumination of the past time, but it's so, so worth it. Cause then you're not dragging those things into your marriage. Mm. Um, Sets up so expectations. Creating, <laughs> yes. Like creating some time to do that, but also then, like I said before, creating some time to have fun and not, you need to have the balance, you know? Mm. So good. So. I think that's so true. And actually I want to add on to that just because what you're saying is understanding where you come from so that you can figure out where you're going together and bringing yeah. like those paths together to merge. I think having that knowledge and, you know, just to the question of how do you, or what should a girl know before she says, I do context, 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 yeah. <laughs> I can't speak, um, of understanding where does he come from and how maybe might we misalign unless we get into alignment and have this understanding. But another thing that I would say just from personal experience to kind of tag, you know, tag off that, um, would be character is to understand mm. because, you know, there was a time where I was dating someone, you know, before I met Matt and my mom had asked a question of, you know, hey, if you could steal this, she made up some entire scenario. And at the time, I'm like, why are you asking this? This is so weird. But she was like, if you could steal a ton of money and, you know, you knew for certain you would never get caught, would you do it? And the answer shocked me. And he was like, well, yeah, if you're not going to get caught, I mean, yeah, like, why wouldn't you, you know, and um, just kind of laughed it off. And mom kind of looked at me and Anyways, that was kind of a big indicator for me, like, hmm, that's a character yeah. flaw there. Um, and then I, when I started dating Matt, you know, down the road, I, I asked him that question because it gave me such an indication mm. of like, this is not going to be the right thing. And his answer right out of the gate was absolutely not. Why would I ever do that? You know, so it was just mm. like to see that context so cool. or that contrast of just character when no one is watching, um, I think is so key. Yeah. And that is what makes distance hard sometimes because you're not around them in their real life situations, right. how they're handling things um, to really get an idea of, well, do they blow up when someone brings them the wrong meal? You know, my brother just sent yeah. me um, an article about a guy who runs this big business, but every time he um, interviews someone for a new position, he takes them to breakfast, but they pers they purposely have the waitress or the waiter um, mix up the order for the person that they're interviewing. And they want to see how they react. Like what's their character when life doesn't go their way or mm. when they have an opportunity to maybe scam something. So anyways, it's a little off topic, but it is like these little ways that you can judge character. F ask that question, you know, especially before you yeah. get into a super serious committed relationship or get married, find out because what their answer is, it will be reflected in other big and hard decisions that they make later in your life together. Yes. So, Amen. Yeah. <laughs> I just had to share that because that was so like eye-opening for me when I was yeah, like, that's really crazy. Years. So, okay. Yes. One last question for you. <laughs> yeah. What would you say? Um, you, what would you say to someone who's waiting to find the right person or how can a, someone who's, you know, been through the dating you know life or have maybe been in a couple relationships and just nothing's working out or just has been single for a long time and feels like they're waiting for the right person or they're waiting for the ring mm, yeah well I would say to that person if you're listening and that's you like take advantage of this season of life because it was such a sweet season of life for me I grew so much in my faith in my friendships in creating healthy habits that have served me well today you know like just being more freed up um, mm -hmm. and like being able to be undividedly devoted to the Lord and like yeah. just learning what you want to be about and doing the self-development things and figuring out your Enneagram number mm -hmm. and like whatever it is, like just <laughs> such a priority. Like, yeah, right. Exactly. It will literally it help your relationships so much. You got to know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but also like if you are one of those like single and searching people like one of the things Jen and I talk about in our book is like search for a friend because I mean, there's a lot of people out there that like you might be attracted to, but at the end of the day, there's a reason why people say they married their best friend. And there's a reason why people that are married 30 years say, this is my best friend. It's like that foundation of friendship is so huge and key and carries you. Mm -hmm. Um, And so even if you think like, you know, there's no, like, this is another thing we also talk about in the book, but like, you know, people will say like, well, there's no guys out there for me or, or like, even people say this to us on social media, like, you know, there's no guys out there that are going to pursue me like that. And Mm -hmm. to that, I say like, if you believe that lie, then you're going to live that lie because Jeremy is not an exception and Matt is not an exception and they're both amazing. And of course we biasly think that they're Mm -hmm. one of a kind human beings, but they're not anomalies, you know? And like, I love the Henry Ford quote, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. I was just about to say that, same brain. (laughs) It's like, if you think you're never going to find a godly, romantic, handsome guy, Mm -hmm. you're right. And if you think that you will, you're right. Mm -hmm. Because like, you have to have that perspective. Like Mm -hmm. these guys that you are seeing on social media or maybe people that you follow, or maybe it's me and Jordan or whoever, like we're not exceptions. Like we're just like you. I was just like you. I was a single girl, you know, waiting and looking for a friend. And Jeremy and I had such a solid foundation of friendship where I didn't really view him as anything more than that for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, And then to wrap up that thought, I would just say like, be careful then though, like, who you're spending a lot of time with because this is something I used to tell my young life girls all the time you can't help who you fall in love with but you can help who you spend time with Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of times like we have to be careful like who our friends are then because you might fall in love with that friend that you didn't intend to fall in love with them but like you can you can choose how much time you're spending with certain people but sometimes you can't help but fall in love so So just be wise about that so true. And I want to, you know, just point out something here too, is sometimes those guys, you know, I think we can see things on social media or what other people, you know, have found or our friends have found. And like, we have this idea that we, you know, they're, they're just running out, you know, they're all just running out. And it's like, yeah. sometimes mm-hmm. the best guys or the ones that are going to really treat you right. They're not the guys on social media. They're not the guys that are yeah. the coolest looking at first glance. Like they're not, you know, the ones who are trying to strut their stuff, whatever. And it's also about like, I really want to encourage girls not to overlook it or think you're better than it. I mean, I know my mm. my younger brother. I mean, he's in a really hard place because he's like, I open a door for a girl and she's like, ah like offended by it you know and he's like he's like not an exception either but he is one of those you know it's just like he is a very he will pursue a woman he will be intentional it's just so funny it's like I think we sometimes as women have you know either ridiculous expectations that we overlook the friend or the nice guy Mm -hmm. that we might not normally think about or we believe they don't exist because we're not allowing it to exist because we're being Mm -hmm. too closed off or too prideful or too independent or whatever the thing is it's like let the dude ask you to coffee and don't be a weirdo about it you know so I just want to encourage like all women who listen to this because I think I'm all about independence and doing your thing and like living your life but don't overlook good guys right in front of you because relationships are still important even in a world that says they're not you know Mm -hmm. so yep I love it. Well, hey, good, thanks for good. all the all the stuff, all the advice, all the encouragement. I just know it's going to help so many gals in different seasons of life. And I can't wait for your book. It's going to be amazing. Thank you. <laughs> oh. Hey, where can everybody find you in the book? Yes. So you can find me, Audrey Roloff, on all the socials, the book. You can just go to aloveletterlife.com and you can pre-order it on any retailer, basically. Um, and then Beating 50% is our marriage ministry. It's just Beating 50% online and on social. And 
those are the main heavy hitters so awesome. you can well, find we'll be sure that we there. link the book in the show notes so that everybody thank can go you grab it. absolutely this is so fun thanks for having me jordan you're welcome thanks friend i'd love to hear from you it makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content. And it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. At Capella University. You'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.